What's up, everyone? Welcome to Strength of the Pack. Today, I'm sitting here with a good friend of mine, Russell De Agostino. De Agostino. De Agostino. I promised him I wouldn't botch it, but I totally did. Of <laughs> <laughs> but Russell's a good friend of mine. I met him about a year ago now, and time is just flying by. We met because we had a shared mutual interest in entrepreneurship and just kind of exploring our own passions. So fortunately, there was this great app at the time called Shaper. And normally you're just swiping through and it's just completely hopeless. Yeah. Like it, there's really ne- never total, anyone good. Total needle in a haystack. Yeah. And then finally, finally, I got one to click and it's Russell. But I was telling Russell today, we're way past uh, Shaper these days. Yeah. Yeah. And in case you didn't know, you could use more, you can use Bumble for more than just. Uh, Hooking up. <laughs> you use it in network and meet some pretty interesting people. I'm having way more luck with Bumble Business than I've ever had with Shaper. Damn. Yeah, I, st- I still don't believe that. Like, I would have never thought of it, but I'm definitely going to try it out once I get out of here. Bro, you have to. So, one of the things that I plan to do for all of my guests as they come on the podcast is that I want to build, like, a small profile about them. Just first, we're going to go into the personality, then we'll go into the passion. We'll go into, the, we have the what, and then we'll have the why. So one of the things I asked Russell to do was to take the Myers-Briggs personality test. For those of you who don't know, it's a personality test. It's pretty widely renowned. You can get factored into one of 16 different categories based off of how you answer the questions. And I think it creates a pretty interesting profile where you could get a little bit of personal insight out of it. So what was your score? It was ENFPA. So what, is, what do those uh, characters stand for? I'm still new to it, but E is more extroverted. E is, you think, with your intuition. Yeah, the, the, so it's, so the X is, uh, the E is extroverted. <laughs> the N is intuitive. Mm-hmm. The F is feeling. P is prospecting. And the last one is whether you're assertive or turbulent. So he scored in the assertive category. Oh yeah, so do, do you remember what uh, the title of it was called? It was the campaigner. The campaigner. Yep, the campaigner under the diplomat category. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of it? I, I thought it was, like, dumb accurate. <laughs> like, I was reading it, and I've taken, like, different tests before. Like, we talked about, like, the zodiac signs, and it's like, sometimes they're, like, accurate based on just, like, the mood you're in. Mm-hmm. But this, I don't want to say 100%, but it was, like, as accurate as I can imagine something to be. Yeah? Yeah, with... How you go about life, like your mindset, your feeling, how you relate to other people, relationships, career paths, everything was like clicking and it does give you a lot more insight in yourself, which is like, that's super valuable. Were there any like particular lines that like really hit you when you read it? Yeah. Can I pull it out of my phone? Yeah, sure. Go ahead, man. It was literally the first, you know how when you take it and it's the first paragraph? Yeah. They give you like a quote? Yeah. That one (laughs) right out the gate, they hit me with it and I loved it. It was the same way for uh, for mine. I'm an INTJ, so introvert, intuitive, thinking, judging, and I'm also an assertive type. Like the first line of mine is like, "It's lonely at the top." <laughs> it's it's like, it's like being one of the most strategically capable people is like we know it way too well because yeah. we're planners. That's you. <laughs> yeah. That's so you. But the the quote it gave me, and it's like it's a lot longer than that one. It said, "It doesn't interest me what you do for a living." I want to know what you ache for, and if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing, 
It doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you'll risk looking like a fool for love, for your dreams, for the adventure of being alive. <sighs> Orion Mountain Dreamer. Ah, uh, so that's your quote. Yeah. I, I, I remember my quotes. One of them was, uh, you're not entitled to your opinion. Mm. You're entitled to an informed opinion. No one is entitled to be ignorant. Ooh. And then I love that. The other one was like, man is but a reed, but he is a thinking reed. You know, so like because like the read is the most feeble thing, okay. you know, but we're different in the way that we can think, we can grow and learn from yeah. it. So th- those really hit me. So you, the reason why I, I like to ask this question is because it really does give you a lot of insight into the, the other person. And as you kind of like study it more, you can kind of guess. So like Russell and I both like to network and just constantly expose ourselves to new people because especially once you're like out of school. It's a, little, it's a little harder, right? Yeah, because the network isn't provided for you. You have to go out and physically meet people, whereas if you're in high school or college, that setting, you're already like plugged into that setting. You just have to say hello. Yeah. Whereas networking outside of schooling is you have to pick an event, you have to pick an area to go to, and then say hi to people who aren't there to necessarily network. Yeah. So like... Finding people, so like the other interesting thing about the Myers-Briggs is that it happens on like a bell curve. So each one of the 16 personalities are are based off of a bell curve, right? So there's different occurring frequencies for each one of them. So obviously if you're on the rare side of either side of the spectrum, it could be difficult to find like-minded people. So that's where networking comes into play because it's it's tough. If you're of an entrepreneurial mindset and none of your friends like share those values, it's, it's super lonely. But now with this new skill, with uh, the Myers-Briggs personality test, I'm able to kind of like let's speak with people. Mm-hmm. It's a great like opening question when it you really talk. It is. And I noticed like you asked that a lot and it never clicked until literally yesterday when you told <laughs> me like just check again what it is. And I told you I had like a few of my friends take it after and it made sense because they were around like the same personality type as me. And that's mm-hmm. why we get along. Yeah. And like it, it really kind of shifts your perspective. So it helps you kind of... Identify more what you like, what you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It's, it's just super surprising to me. I, I make everyone take it. And then people change. Like, what do you think about the assertive versus turbulent section? So you explain the assertive versus turbulent. And I'm going to just do, like, both extremes. If you're 100% assertive, like, you basically, like, you know who you are. You're confident in, like, in all your abilities. Whereas you're 100% turbulent you have zero confidence, low self-esteem, you're brushing things off, you don't really want spotlight. You, It's almost like you don't trust yourself with anything or you have insecurities everywhere. And it's like, I get we have insecurities in like some areas of our life, Yeah. but I can't imagine having insecurities in every single area of our life. I know, and like, that's something that's always like a red flag for me when I have people take it and you're 100% turbulent and I'm just like, how? Yeah. Because like, then you play a victim. You play a victim mentality. Yeah, and like, I don't know, like, it, it's so strange to me. Like, the number one thing with how I think is that I think anything is possible mm-hmm. if you set your mind to it. Right. <laughs> like, it really is, though. It's like, literally all your goals can be achieved with targeted effort. Yep. But a lot of people just kind of surrender that to life and, you know, just write themselves off. But Russell is... Not one of those people. Like, from the get-go, I I was found him to be, like, super inspiring. He gives up really good... You really do, man. You you give really good 
positive energy out there and I don't even know how you do it. Like, like every day it's something positive and good out there. You you even talk about like your, your Instagram stories. You like ask questions. Yeah. So the one I was telling you about is, so a big thing that we were talking about today was people getting caught up in just like the motivational and the inspirational quotes, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, they'll say, be grateful, do your positive affirmations, love life, hustle, grind, but they don't do anything like, yeah you'll see them the next day or like the same week and they're complaining about everything that they just put on instagram that they're so grateful for so one time i put on my instagram story i put up a question like what's your favorite quote people were like a lot of people were answering gave me good quotes i liked them and i answered to each one of them wow i can see how this resonates with you wow i really like this I'm probably gonna steal it you know this is good i see this from you and then at like the 23 hour mark I put up a quote that said, quotes don't work unless you do. And then I put, this is for everybody that answered my Instagram story. Mm-hmm. And now almost nobody answers <laughs> anymore because, I don't know, maybe they think it's like some type of trick. But it's just true to your archetype is that you want to yeah. see your passion. You want to see like, yeah. like if you actually mean it. Like I always say something along the same lines. It's just like, I can know all the motivational quotes in the world. But until I'm applying it, until it's being executed, it's just worthless knowledge. Yeah, it's like knowledge constipation. <laughs> you gotta get it out. Yeah, like it, it, it means absolutely nothing mm-hmm. unless you can apply it. And just so many people are out there throwing entrepreneur in their bios, but like what are they actually doing? What value are they contributing? Yeah, taking nice pictures on Instagram isn't being an entrepreneur. No. Like an entrepreneurship style. And I'm not saying like I am a successful entrepreneur. No, I'm working towards it, but like I'm working. Yeah, it's like the action. But yeah, some people because it's cool. And like Gary Vee always says, like it's cool now to be an entrepreneur. So yeah, like, put it in your bio, tell people, but then they don't have substance. They yeah, don't have, like a mentality or a network or anything. They just post motivational quotes and jets. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you know they hide in first class. Yeah, I don't get it at all, mm-hmm. but it it just it just cracks me up so much, like how unwilling people are to put themselves under the microscope. Yeah, and it's huge. Like, a lot of people love talking. And I saw something on Instagram, go figure, where, and these were, like, legitimate things, and it was, like, a few ways to be happy. And one of them was plan a trip. And then in parentheses, they're like, you don't have to go. But if you plan it, it'll make you happier. Which, yeah, I'm sure, like, when you're in the (laughs) moment of planning, but it's the same thing about, like, talking about your goals, talking about your ambitions, your dreams, like, you get real, like, you get caught up in the excitement of, yeah, I'm going to do big things. I'm going to do this. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to have a great marriage. I'm going to, like, you know, get a good raise in my career. I'm going to have just good, like, abundance. Mm-hmm. And you get excited and you get happy about planning it. You can go so far, detailed strategies, plans, but then you don't do it. What's there to be excited about? Right? Mm-hmm. And, like, a big lesson that I learned last year just from, like, a lot of reflecting about different relationships in my life is, like, nobody cares what you have to say. And I made it in the Instagram post too, so I don't forget. Nobody cares what you have to say. You could say how ambitious you are. You could say um, what you're going to do for people. You could say what value you bring. You could promise someone the word. You could even tell someone you love them. But no one cares, or at least no one should care about the words if the action doesn't line up with it. 100%. And that's like the biggest thing. It's like action. Action is like the only true language that we have. Mm-hmm. That, that makes me think of something kind of funny. It's like, we were talking about this earlier. It's like, we've been on like interviews and people ask like, uh, what's your spirit animal? <laughs> you know, like, like I, I, like one of the funniest ones I've been on, like 
these two guys were interviewing me and I felt like they had no business to be interviewing me. And one of them just like they, they both show up late. They're both like like poorly dressed. Like they're they're not like their suits aren't tucked in. Like one of them is wearing my my hated <laughs> the the blue suit, brown shoes, red tie combination. It's a combination of evil. It's kind of a combination I don't trust. I've worn that. Yeah. <laughs> no, Russell has redeeming quality. <laughs> no, but that's, that's to prove yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just like one of the things I judge. But like people, people crack me up with that because like everyone wants to believe like they're this apex animal, and like they're just not. Like one of them was a complete mess, and like a little overweight. Like not a little. That's me being nice. But like he was you pretty. Said obese. He, was obese. he was pretty obese. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's just the truth. But, like, so he, he says, I identify as a lion. And I'm like, hmm, is that the right animal for you? <laughs> like, you know, or, like, and then the other guy is like, I identify as a dolphin because, like, I'm a <laughs> swift thinker and I can move through the ocean at, at top speeds. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is so stupid. I'm like, you don't, you don't really embody those values, though, that's do you? That's exactly what came to my mind With the when quote. you said a lion and, like, yeah, and the quote is, like, Okay, what is a lion known for? Like, king of the jungle. Right. live in the jungle, by the way. But it's like, yeah. known for being, like, the top. Like, the top of the top. No one messes with a lion. But then you have someone, like you said, he isn't put well together. He doesn't keep himself healthy. Like, what is he the top of? Yeah. He's, he's not doing what a, quote, lion would be doing. He's not living... Like, that ethos. Yeah, exactly. It, it frustrates me so much. Yeah, the dolphin thing. <laughs> the dolphin is apparently like the correct answer. Like that's the answer you're supposed to give when you're when you're on a job interview. Really? Yeah, like I, I I've prepped for that question at times because it, it's come up. So like hmm. like my real answer is the wolf. Like, Who to guess? Strength of the pack, right? Shocker. But you know, I'm like I'm strong on my own. I'm a loner type, but I'm even more efficient with a great team. So that's the strength of the pack. Totally makes sense. But then like my uh, my practice fake answer is that I'm an ant. It's like I'm, a, yeah, I'm a team worker and I can carry ten times my own weight. <laughs> yeah, so it works, man. It works on interviews. So we we're talking about this. So what would you say yours is? Uh, right when you asked me that, like the first animal that came to mind was an owl. Why? Because they're known for having wisdom, and in order to have wisdom, you have to seek wisdom through your own experience, through experience of others, through nature, through life. Mm-hmm. And when you have that, they're known for sharing. Like you look at like. The owl and Winnie the Pooh. What do they go to him for? They go for wisdom. Yeah. Wow. Willing to, yeah. Right. It literally just came to me, and they go to him for the wisdom, and he's willing to share it. And that's really how I try to live my life. Is like I'll consume good content, but I want to apply it, see if it works, what works for me, and like share with others my experiences, my perspective, my quote wisdom yeah. that I've gotten from my own experience. From just observing life, observing other people, questioning, net- networking, all of that. So you know how many likes it takes to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop? <laughs> 762. Okay, fuck. He, he is an owl. He, he has truly embodied it. Here. Yeah. <laughs> now, that, that's an interesting answer. Because, like, again, like, people immediately just want to go to the power animals. You know, they want to go to, like, power, ferocity. Like, you know, everyone's a lion these days. Everyone's a tiger. But, like, not many people value wisdom. Like, as much as they should. Also, like, not everyone is a lion. No. Like, that's it. Everyone has a role. Yeah. Everyone has a place in, like, this earth, in this, like, society and community. 
I'm not a lion. I am not going to sit in front of this gorilla of a human and say <laughs> that I am a lion. Like, it just makes sense. <laughs> and secondly, he's a, he's a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> not many vegetarian in the could not survive as a lion. <laughs> <laughs> so would it work? It just doesn't match with your diet. No. <laughs> so, so, so you're a vegetarian, and I, I think that's interesting. Like, I, I meet a lot of different people that, like, I, honestly, just the way you eat, like, you are what you eat. Right. And like the way you eat really I've noticed like it shapes your energy, your focus throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So like why did you shift to becoming a vegetarian and what kind of benefits have you noticed from it? Well I shift to becoming a vegetarian because no one really wanted to go out to eat with me when I was a vegan. <laughs> so it was my way of saying, Okay, let's go get pizza again. Um, but originally like it started I was vegan for like a year and a half and my original like just reason for doing was I thought it was healthier which it can be and it cannot be it's yeah. based on like your habits which is everything it's our habits mm-hmm. um, but if you're not doing it the right way you're not getting the right nutrition you're gonna get sick I'm no expert on it but like you look it up that's what it is like you need the right nutrition mm-hmm. then my friend at the time she was vegan for about a year and I just asked her like how did you do it and she sent me all this information one of them was an hour and ten minute long college lecture video on YouTube about this guy Gary Yarofsky. Okay. I didn't want to watch it. Because it was so long. <laughs> yeah, like an hour. And it's like, it's YouTube, so you can't close it out and listen to it as you do stuff. You have to sit there. Unless you have Android. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do, but... Yeah, you, you can't open up two screens on yours? No, they got rid of that. They're I still have it. Really? Yeah. Good phone. I have the S9. Shut up. I have the S9 Plus. It's, it still works for me. Right. Yeah. Show me after this. I, I, I can. Yeah, dude, it's the best. But, I love hacking the system. Damn it, I don't man. need you, YouTube Red. <laughs> I needed it. I needed it so much at the time. But yeah, it was an hour and ten minutes. Guy Gary Orofsky, and it was honestly, it was really insightful. Uh-huh. Um, he was talking about not only like health stuff, but obviously like how the animals are affected through it when they're mistreated. Um, even with like the the environment and like agriculture. It's hard to, like, remember it off the top of my head because that was, like, a few years ago. But I remember him saying... I don't even, I don't even want to, like, like try and, like... Try to try and it. dig it up. Yeah. But it was just good. Like, if you guys look on Gary Yarofsky, and he had his own website, and at the end of the, the lecture, he did Q&A, where people, like, tried to rip this guy apart. But he had, like, intelligent, answers. actual answers. So I learned a lot from it. And basically, after watching that... After going to the, the website he recommended with all like the good tasting and good for you brands yeah, for yeah. substitutes, I was like, I mean, I really don't have an excuse at this point, except mm. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> so I did it, and I really did it for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, I was just like, you know what? Let me come back to it. Um, I still want to be able to like enjoy time with my friends and not like because. When you're vegan, first of all, that wasn't one of those where it was like, oh, I'm vegan as my introduction. Yeah. I wouldn't say anything unless we went out to eat. But when they know, it's like, oh, we can't invite you out to eat because you're a vegan or you wouldn't be able to find anything. It's like, no, I want to go out to eat. If not, I will find something or I would just hang out. But so it more came to the point of like, it's more of like a relatability thing. And like, it's important. You need to be able to relate to people. When it gets to a different point, then yeah, I'll probably go back to it. But yeah, vegetarian right now. Um, I don't. I, I'm like I, I'm like in the, like the middle. Mm-hmm. Like I'll eat vegan when 
I can, but mm-hmm. if I can, it's like, all right, cool, I'll put cheese on pasta, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, that, that's a pretty fair compromise. That's, like, that's a healthier way to look at it. Like, whatever works best for you. Like, what you're, when you're mentioning, um, what was his name again? Jordan, Gary? Gary Yurovsky. Gary Yurovsky? Yurofs- yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gary Yurovsky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, duh. duh. <laughs> but, uh, he, what it made me think of was this quote that you frequently use. It's mm-hmm. the one about, like, uh, the crabs in a cage. Yeah. So like, what what was, how does it go again? So there's a certain crab, and if you put like a little bit of bait in a trap or a bucket, all the crabs go in. Once the bait is gone, they'll stay. And if one crab tries to leave the bucket, then all the other crabs will do whatever they can in their power to pull him back down, even pinch it, rip its legs, rip its claws, all that nasty stuff. Yeah. And that's so true with like humans, right? Yeah. Our buckets are our social circles. And if you try to do something outside of the norm of the social circle, they're going to do what they can to pull you back in. Hopefully it's not physical, but yeah. it's usually mental, emotional, verbal, attacks. And yeah, they'll like make fun of you. Ultimately, it's because you're doing something that they wish they could do something different. Yeah. It, it, it really blows my mind. Like, it's so sad Like how when you try something new, your friends could just like rip you down. Like Even, even for, for Gary, mm-hmm. right? Like... He's going there, he's giving a seminar, and, like, trying to just genuinely help people. There's, there's literally nothing wrong with being vegan, as long as you do the proper supplementation yeah, you need. Yeah, ignorant about it, it's yeah. fine. Right, and, like, for whatever reason that you choose to do it, you know, for, like, you know, because you love animals, you don't want to yeah. hurt animals, or you think it's healthier, like, it doesn't matter, but it's so sad, like, how how people are just so determined to pull you back as soon as you do something outside of the status quo. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm so grateful to meet people through networking and meet, like, Russell through networking because, like, you really are, like, a campaigner. Like, you're truly always just out prospecting, looking for other people Mm -hmm. that just share your same core values. That's really it. Yeah. Friendship is, like, huge to me. And it's, like, when you find the right friend who, or even just, like, relationships in general, family you know, romantic relationship, friendships, if they're like-minded, it's so much better and it makes things a lot easier. A lot less stress, a lot less figuring things out because you're, like, you're meant to be in that same circle. You, you're telling me you had that uh, one friend that you went on a hike with uh, in uh, the mountains? Like, like that that's a real friend. I'm sure, like, your friendship got even stronger, like, yeah, after that. died three times. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Oh, my God. All right, so... It was during the winter, while it was snowing, we went about three hours upstate New York to a place called Sam's Point Preserve. Okay. And Marco, if you're listening to us, I love you, <laughs> we almost died, and so every we were the only people there hiking. Mm-hmm. Only two people there, there was one other worker, and he was just like in this cabin, like way at the bottom of the hill, nowhere near like where the hiking trail starts. And so we go up, I'm wearing like Adidas Superstar Classic sneakers, no grip. Yeah. He has like boots on, but... It was just straight up ice on the like the trail. You can't walk on it without slipping, and it's uphill. So like we're really working to get uphill, and the the first time the first point of our hike where we almost died was we were sliding. So I had a really good slide. If you guys saw this video, man, I had such a good slide when I was like frozen, and <laughs> it's a hill, so it's steep and it has a curve to it that goes right. So as I'm sliding down, the closer I get to this curve. I realized, like, shit, that's the edge of the cliff. <laughs> yeah. And I lost my focus, and, like, my foot slid over a rock that was sticking out of the ice, and I fell, and thank God, because that didn't allow me to get, like, close enough to the edge where I'd fall off. 
But like I was so shocked, and by the time I like went to tell Marco, he was already going, and then he couldn't stop, and he hit his shins, and I like, caught himself on the rock. So that was the first time. Yeah. No one's fault. Total, just you know, we didn't know better. Yeah. And do we still keep sliding other places? Yeah, because it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And the second point, um, it almost happened was there was a closed trail, so there was like an ice cave that I really wanted to show him, right? But it was closed because the winter, dangerous, like rock steps, like not just, it was closed. Can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. But the closed trail is a loop. So we went back up out the way we came and then we went to the other end and like, dude, I gotta show you this part. It's a, like, you gotta see the view. It's like a whole nother cliff. And so we went on the closed trail, but this was like, it really should have been closed. Yeah. Like, it, no one should have went there because you're literally walking on the edge. This isn't like... You may slide a few feet and then you'll see the edge. You're walking on the edge of the cliff and it's all icy. And there was a point where we stepped and like fell Charlie Round style on the ice and we're just like looking at the edge like... Ugh. And like we ended up ripping a branch off of a, of a tree and used it as a hiking stick. So I would like stab the ice to see. I'm like, okay, we're good here, we're good here, we're good here. And like we made it. We got like the good view, good pics. And then the last one was like actually on our way down. So going up, it's a steep hill going up. Mm -hmm. Going down, steep hill going down. Yeah. And it's still ice. Like, still slippery. Yeah, yeah. So we would slip. And again, now it's like a steeper slope um, sliding down. And again, it's like another curve. So we fell. But because it was so steep, it was harder to catch yourself. So we were sliding like a good like two, three feet towards the edge. And then once you get towards the edge, like grass and like more like plant life starts popping out. Mm -hmm. So it's like more friction to save you. But yeah. It was, it Dude, was three times. It's terrifying. It's terrifying, <laughs> but it leads to an exciting story. It's like when I tell people that sometimes they like things like one of my friends told me she's like she interrupted me she's like oh my god I actually just thought like did he live did he die <laughs> telling me the story. <laughs> it's like no I'm right here. I'm right here <laughs> yeah, narrating it right forward. It, it's exciting. Like it, it it's crazy because you just never know when like your life is like at risk. Like like it could happen happen so quickly and then mm -hmm. like. I feel like something that you have that a lot, like you genuinely have that a lot of people that I meet just don't really get. It's like you, you generally like love life. Yeah. You have a genuine yeah. appreciation for life and just exploring and seeing new things. Like honestly, this week alone, like a couple of people that I knew, a professor of mine passed away, a family member of mine passed away and, and like they're young, you know? Like, we all, we're all out here. We all assume we have, like, 100 years to live. That's human lifespan. But, like, you never know. And, like... No, you're not guaranteed anything. Not guaranteed anything. And they're only, like, in their 50s when, when they passed away. And it's just, like, wow. It's, like, when are, you, are you having your midlife crisis right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you know? It's, it's terrifying to me, but you're just one of those enterprising people that is just... No, you're never afraid to take risks. Honestly, mm -hmm. you're way more likely to take a risk than me. I'm so risk averse, but like you were telling me that like you've been like really kind of searching for your passion and like yeah. trying different careers and stuff. So what has that been like for you? You've had a lot of growth. Yeah, a lot of growth. Whereas, so it's different. Where you were telling me like you left jobs, you made lateral jumps. I just jumped. Mm -hmm. Like there was pretty much no ladder. There was no upward movement. Um, hate to say it, but like it is what it is. But I, I don't get where people are like so confined to a job or even a business. Like this is not like a jobber's entrepreneur thing. It's just like if you're not happy doing what you want to do as a career or to make money, like 
you don't have to do it. Yeah. Like, like thankfully, I was at a point where I saved ten grand in eight months. So that's I had. Cr- that's very impressive. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I was super proud of that. Those eight months were like no social life, but like it's eight months. When mm-hmm. we, like it was not a big deal to me. Plus, my friends were away at college at the time, so there was no social life to really begin with. Mm-hmm. So I put away the the ten grand, and I had that just sitting there as like a good cushion. God forbid anything happened, and a lot of my confidence was in that, which is not good. So I was jumping around job to job, not caring, not dipping into my savings because I know how to budget with keeping enough money in my checkings for bills for like at least two, three months ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And so that's why like I didn't care. And but I look at like when people complain about what they quote do and they're unhappy, you can leave. And I could say that because I do. The amount of like places I've gone to, I think since I started work at 17, I think it's like 18 jobs maybe. Yeah. Which is almost like a new job every year, sometimes two in a year. Yeah. And like you, you don't have to be stuck. I've gone job to job. I've gone for a month. I've gone for, I've had a job once for two days. I quit on the second day, a day and a half. What was it? It was, I don't remember the name of the company, but it was selling business loans. Okay. And it's like, it's a legit business. Like, yeah, yeah. But the second day, um, within the first hour of training, the guys told me nine times, it's all bullshit. You're going to be selling bullshit. Just bullshit them, Russ. Just give them a bullshit dream. Do whatever you can. Bullshit them on the phone. And I was just like, okay. First break of the day, I just drove away. Yo, selling is brutal. Like, I am not really built for is. that. It not, not a lot of people are. Yeah. Um, especially, like, the way that it's, like, stereotypically taught, which is, like, shoving it in someone's throat. Yeah. Like, I used to sell gold over the phone. Yeah. And one of the things he told us to tell these, like, old people who, like, don't have money coming in from a job yeah, relying yeah. on their retirement is to take money out of their retirement and put it into the gold market. Oh, that's so fucked. Yeah. Scammiest thing I ever did. And I was good at it, too, which I hate. But I, I stayed there like a month and a half, didn't get paid. But I was selling gold coins the, the size of your thumb for $1,400 a piece. And they don't see it. They don't know who I am. Never heard of me. It's an ounce, probably. Yeah. I mean, like, you see, like, I, I'm an investor. Mm-hmm. And, like, I trade and stuff. And, like, gold's not necessarily, like, a bad buy no. for, like, investment purposes. But, like, if I were to buy gold, I would buy, like, a gold ETF <laughs> like, you know, or, like, just, like, like the option to buy it. So, like, you should never, like, if you, like, want to invest in gold, like, you should actually buy, like, no. like physical on-hand gold because it's, it's not liquid. It's, it's, it's like, it's a terrible investment to hold on to. Unless you're, like, one of those people. I've seen some crazy videos. These people, like, they, uh, they buy, like, hundreds of thousands of pennies. And then they just, they search through, yeah. And then they search through them because certain ones are worth, like, a million dollars. Oh, okay. Like like a hay penny or something. Oh, okay. And it's like I'm like, damn, I'm like, that's cool. Like, okay. you know? Yeah, like, that's cool. That's so rare. It's so rare. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I, I I'm really into like collecting like eclectic things. Just like mm-hmm. things are just like I don't know, like it just has to pique my interest, like from a historical standpoint oh. or a nature standpoint. And like I used to collect like pennies all the time, like when I found them. Oh, alright. And like I have some that are like from like 1938, 1939, like I have some pennies that are worth like ten dollars. So it's like it's pretty cool, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah, this pennies worth ten bucks. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's my uh, treasure hunting. One of my dreams one day is to, yeah. to go treasure <laughs> yeah. hunting. I want to go to all these mines and like start digging it up. You ever hear of um, uh, what is it called? 
geocaching, I think it's called. Yeah, I, I've done it. So it's like, me too. So it's, yeah. you know, it's like a little community where they'll hide like a little like... Capsule. Capsule of like treasure in it where it's like whatever they want to put in it. Whether mm-hmm. it's like coins, paper, a note, sign something. And it's an app where you, they give you like the general area and you have to go find it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's really cool that you brought up like treasure hunting. Yeah. Yeah. For, for Christmas, my, my wife got me a metal detector that I've yet to use, but oh, I, I plan sick. to. Yeah, like, she, she always gets me, like, the things that, like, in my heart of hearts I want, but I never do it. Like, you know, like, because, like, honestly, it's a legit dream of mine. I want to go treasure hunting and just go find things. When I was when I was a kid, one time, just, like, in my yard, I found vented gold, which is, it's, it's fool's gold. But, like, I used to have, I used to get, like, all these mineral books from, like, the library. Because I'm always, I love that stuff. Yeah. And when I found it, I'm like, it just set me, it set me on that path forever. I never, That's like, awesome. my best friend and I were kids, we'd always just, like, smash open rocks and start to find the crystals <laughs> inside with, like, hammers. We have some, like, pretty cool ones, but, like, it's, it's crazy, like, you know, it's, like, that, that exploration of self. So, like, like, the greatest treasure that we can have in our lives is really just finding something that makes us happy. Yeah. So, like, staying at these jobs that are just killing us, like, you would never catch me talking about, like, accounting, with as much passion as I just talked about treasure hunting. Yeah, this, this whole day that we've hung out, you mentioned accounting once. once. Only to tell me that you've upgraded your accounting job. If yeah. it wasn't an accounting job, it, that would have been it. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. Like I actually, I, I like what I do, but is it my passion in life? No. But I'm able to help other people. Because like, I'm working as a financial consultant now, which is pretty cool. So like, the way I phrase it to people, I was telling Russell, oh. is that... I'm a, I'm a financial mercenary. <laughs> it's like my my loyalties lie with the highest bidder. But like at the same time, uh, since I'm working for Robert Half as one of their consultants, they do like recruitment and stuff. So I've been networking like a madman on just for that alone, dude. I'm Bumble. I and I'm just meeting people that hate their jobs or are looking for jobs, recent grads, and they're just trying to like get placed. And I'm like, I'm your guy. So yeah, they talk to me. I send over a referral. I get a bonus from it. They get a new job, and it just works out. It's another way to like it's explore. It's a huge win-win. Yeah. It's the best win-win, you know, like because you you help someone get a job that they actually want, mm-hmm. and then at the same time you're making money from it, and you're making probably a good relationship out of it, a business yeah. relationship. So it's like it's interesting that you brought that up. It's like accounting is not your passion or like an interest, but you found something that you see interest in in your job. So like you don't have to like the entire job. But you have to find something that you like enough to like make it worthwhile. Yeah. And even if it's like your main job or your main like type of work isn't your passion, mm-hmm. you could use that to fund your passion. Fund a side gig that you're passionate about so that that side gig eventually makes more money than the main gig, the job. Yeah. Like to me, everything in life is a stepping stone. Everything's yeah. another opportunity to step forward. And that's all I've done. Like now I'm finally in a position where I'm like more enabled. And I'm just, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm an arrow being drawn, pulled back, and I'm ready to just launch forward within the next year or two. Mm-hmm. And I just want to keep meeting like awesome people like Russell who can provide value to my podcast and to, to my community. No, seriously, I, I genuinely mean it. <laughs> the video just cut out. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Try again another day. <laughs> but um, yeah, like with the jobs too though, I have, I have two that were really bad. Yeah. Like one of them, uh, it was, it, I didn't even take the job. It was with uh, our lion and dolphin friend that I mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got invited back to the second round 
for uh, for that interview, and they brought me into their their office, and I was waiting there for like thirty minutes, and I, I just I just sat there and I was like, <laughs> fuck this. Fuck this place. I literally left. I just left. I was like, oh, I forgot something in my car. I got to go. I go outside. And I start peeling out. And the, the guy, blue suit, red tie comes out. And I was like, fuck this. And he's like looking for me. And I just. See, that guy did. uses blue suits and red ties a bad name. Exactly. It tells you. That's what uh, Ethan's going to be thinking about if he sees you wearing a blue suit and a red tie. Yeah. The lion. I don't trust you. Lion. I don't trust you. <laughs> but there's that and like one of the worst, the worst experiences. I worked, I worked in a pizza shop for two days, like with my accounting degree, because I just wanted to do a side hustle and like start making some more money. Because at the time I was trying to save up and get my wife an engagement ring, you know, at the time. And I was like, screw it, do what I can. Like driving, delivering pizzas. That's how hard could that be? And that wasn't hard. It's just that the person I was working with was like, the most miserable human being I've ever met yelled at me for everything. And I'm like, I'm like, I have a fucking bachelor's degree <laughs> delivering pizza. I'm going to count. Yeah, and I'm getting yelled at. <laughs> like, he was burning food in the, the oven one day. And like, it was it was in there too long. It was like, gonna burn. I'm like, hey, I'm like, you know, you know, you got something there, right? And he's like, so why don't you go in there and take it out? Like, you know, it's like rather than standing around telling me. I'm like, you told me not to fucking touch the oven. <laughs> like, you know, like, I was, I was calling his video, like, every day. Just like, it's like, this fucking guy. <laughs> and, then I, and I just quit. I was like, two days later, I was like, nah, fuck you. Like, because, like, the other, the other part with, like, jobs is, like, you got to know your worth. Yeah, that's huge, too. Yeah, it's like, are you worth more? And, like, odds are, if you even have to ask that question, it's yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, like, also, sometimes people lie to themselves about that, too. Like, I meet a lot of people who mm. like, you know, my time is really valuable. And then, do you ever question it, right? Yeah. So it's like, try it. Like, the next time someone, like, tries to like, no, my time's very valuable. I'm very busy. You know, if you want to meet down, you meet at this day, at this time, at this place. And it's like, what have you done that your time is so valuable? Yeah. Like, are you still in a nine-to-five? Are you a millionaire? Are you a big philanthropist? Like, why is your time so valuable? Yeah. Chances are, it's not as valuable as they think. Think it is. Yeah, like there's definitely there's a, a lot of ego involved. Mm-hmm. Like I, I honestly, I, I had factored that out already. Like yeah. to me, it's just like <laughs> if I'm talking to you already, like we're cool. Like I, I trust you and I do value your time. Yeah, but like some people are just so full of themselves. Like yeah. and, you know, entrepreneur and the bio and like what are they doing? Nothing. Yeah. Like you have some nice shoes, nice suits. Yeah, like, you, you start know? reading a few books. You start listening to a few good podcasts. You get good self esteem, but like don't make the confidence turn to arrogance. Yeah. Like, Huge mistake. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like, I, I think like the, one of my immediate filters that I have for people is that does what they say match up to what they do? Yeah. It's huge. Like mm-hmm. your action has to, oh, that has to line up. Yeah. Like action over everything. So since we're thinking about it, like wisdom, like applied wisdom, mm-hmm. what, what kind of books are like your favorite? What's like your top, like four or five? So I judge a favorite. I don't believe there's like a favorite. Okay. Um, I think it depends on like what season of life that you're going through, where what you read or what you could listen to or who you speak to could have the most impact on you. Mm-hmm. Um, based on that, I've read two to three books a month every every month for a year. It's pretty good. And yeah, it was something I was proud of because I yeah. really never got into reading until it was something that was actually helping me. Right. So I brought it down to like only four books that I've had that really like hit me. And when I say hit me, I legitimately. Had to drop the book, didn't finish the chapter at the time, 
and had to like mentally digest like what the hell I just read. Like why was this so like profound and impactful to me? The first book that ever did that was uh, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Okay. And the reason was, and for anyone that doesn't know, he's interviewing the devil. Pretty much asking the devil, like, why do you do what you do? What's your main goal? What's your purpose? Like, what are you really after? Blah, blah, blah. And he talks in the book about how one of the main things he gets people to do is to drift. So in the book, now he says, I just want the minds of people. Because if you get the minds of the people, you can get them to do whatever you want. And obviously it's the devil. He does not want you to do, like, good things. He wants yeah. you to do, like, devil's work. So, and if he gets you to drift, he gets you to drift away from your true calling in life, what you were designed and put on this earth to do. And at that time, that's how I was taught to live, to drift and go with the flow, man. Yeah. Not from like a hippie kind of standpoint, but from just like go wherever the wind takes you. Mm-hmm. And to me at the time, it made sense. I'm like, yeah, I just like whatever opportunity comes my way, I'm going to take it, which it worked out well for me, but that's not the way like, you have to live, especially after reading that. So that that punched me in the teeth after I read it. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind because, like, for, I think I was 19 at the time, 19 years of my life pretty much, I was drifting through life. And that's what so many people are doing. And they're just drifting through life, and eventually they're going to hit, like, that midlife crisis or that point in their life where they're just like, what have I been doing this whole time? And it's because they're drifting without living in their purpose. And when you're not living in your purpose you're going to think all that activity that you're doing is progression when it's not. You're like, you're on a treadmill. You're doing all this movement, but you're not yeah. going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You're going to confuse um, significance for just some Being status busy. that you built up. Right? <laughs> yeah. So we all like, people chase the status, but it's like, no one gives a shit about status. It's like, what significance have you created? And the last thing is like, people are content and they confuse that contentment with fulfillment. And all those things happen because you're drifting through life because you're not living on purpose. Mm -hmm. And when I read that about drifting, like, I had to throw it down. Yeah. Like, that blew my mind 100%. Yeah. Um, Other three, yours was honestly one of them. And I'm not (laughs) saying this because I'm on his podcast and I've told you, like, a million times since the day I read it that it is, like, one of those books. Also, plug, if anyone hasn't read it, like pick up the fucking book. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it was. Like, it blew my mind. It was, like, a gradual build-up where you were talking about, like, the power of dreams and setting goals and just, like, your background in life. It brought, like, a lot more respect and, like, in-depth understanding of, like, who you are and why you are the way you are. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where, in the book, you talk about how miserable you were at this accounting job as I was doing the exact same thing that you were describing, sitting at your desk, just typing away at the keyboard, just, why am I here? Yeah. He's like, he's talking to me right now. Yeah. I can hate what I'm doing. And, like, I lay left, like, the next week. Um, there's another book called Wild at Heart, A Man's Search... Nah. Wild at Heart, something else. John Eldridge. And that talks about the power of being a man and the power of fatherhood mm-hmm. in, in your life. And it's so important, like... And that's where I started to understand the difference between a mom and a dad and a mother and a father. father yeah. So a mom and a dad, anyone can be a mom and dad. You literally just have to get a woman pregnant, she pops out a baby, poof. Yeah. Like, you're a mom, you're a dad. You don't have to do anything else. But a mother and a father, that is a responsibility 
to pass on like the right values to your kid, to raise them so that they can transition into adulthood and actually be a value member of society. And that starts when um, the woman gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you're not one treating her right, treating the baby right, doing everything you can to make a quote, successful or a valuable member of society, you failed. You failed as a mother and father. Congratulations, you are a mom and a dad, but you didn't you didn't yeah. do anything. So it really talks about like the importance of having that father, and you know only a man can bestow manhood um, to Just a boy. Saying, a woman yeah. can't do that, and if the father walks out. It's, it's huge because then that boy is left with a hole in his heart, a hole in his life in the shape of his father. Yeah. And if he doesn't, you know, and it, I, know, I know you're atheist, but it does have like more spiritual connection to it with, you know, God the father, but even like finding a father figure mm-hmm. in your life. If you don't find someone to fill that hole and bestow manhood onto you, which is basically saying you have what it takes to be a man. Right. And like in the book, he talks about how like boys are asking their fathers that question, do I have what it takes? Not directly, but indirectly. So one example he does, he was on a fishing trip with his son, and his son, like, caught a fish. It wasn't a big, I don't think it was, like, a big fish, but instead of his dad, like, putting him down, he's like, why don't you catch a bigger fish? Why don't you just, da, da, da? He said, no, I'm proud of you. Congrat, like, you did it. Good job. Mm-hmm. So that was him. He answered the question, do I have what it takes? You caught the fish. I'm proud of you. That was his answer saying, I have what it takes. He was bestowing manhood into him. Yeah, that, that's honestly really interesting. I, I've i never thought of it like that, but it, it's really it's really true. It's like only a father can really bestow like the meaning of what it is to be a man to, mm-hmm. to sound like a mother can't do that. Like... Like it's it's not it's not like sexist, but it's it's honestly just true. Like I was raised by a single mother, mm-hmm. and like, like jokingly, we would always kind of get her a, a Father's Day card, <laughs> like yeah. you know, you're, you're both. Yeah. But like she's not though. Like I, I, you know, growing up like that, I had to figure out a lot of things on my own that like yeah. the, your dad's supposed to teach you. You know, like yeah, I st- I do that too because like I always say I had a dad, but I didn't have a father, and like my mom and dad have they've been in the process of divorce for like three years now. It's yeah, ridiculous. it's rough. But even like when he was in the house, all he was was a dad. He was just like a body That was dad. there. Not to like shit on him or anything. He yeah. wasn't like great, but like he wasn't like that father. And oddly enough, like the first father figure I had was a YouTuber. Like, <laughs> That's really funny actually. Yeah, it sounds really funny and it's like, it is honestly. No, no, it's, it's, it's funny to me because I, I always say uh, my father was YouTube. Yeah, a who like they don't do it for the likes and the subscriptions. Like they actually want to teach. So his name, his real name is Aaron Marino. His YouTube channel is Alpha M. And I've, I've heard of him. him, dude. I love him. Yeah. I like he literally like taught me so much about being a man. Whether it's from, you know, his big thing is men's style, grooming, and fitness. Yeah. And he's like an amazing entrepreneur too. He was on Shark Tank twice. Yeah. And like he's super successful, business minded, entrepreneurial. Carries himself well, a lot of confidence. He knows how to dress. He knows how to speak to people, like, and that's where I learned a lot of like what it takes to be a man. And then there's other stuff like handy stuff that you kind of need like physical like teaching from. Mm-hmm. But for the majority of my life, yeah, like, I think when I was started high school, so from freshman year of high school to still to this day, like I will watch every single one of his videos. I will learn something from every single one of his videos. 
that, that's so funny. Like, I know, like, you two taught me how to shave. It taught me how to tie yeah. a tie. It taught me how to go on an interview. I was like, this is my dad. I should be sending YouTube a fucking Father's Day card every yeah, year. Yeah, for real. I was like, Thanks, Pops. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's tough, man. Especially for, like, I, even I listened to a comic, and he was like, you know how you be a good father? You only have to do one thing. Don't abandon your children. That's it. Just be fucking be there. Take <laughs> you it know? yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny, though, but, like, honestly, parenting's so important. And, like, I think that's where a lot of people just, like, out of the gate get their potential limited. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there are people that just kind of accept the environment that they're in as being, yep. like, unideal. And then rather than, like, adapt to overcome the environment, they acclimate to the environment and just be a part of it. Yeah. Like, Do you know why that is, though? Or, like, why it's harder to kind of break those limiting beliefs? Do I know why? Mm-hmm. No. But do I have a perspective on it it's just because people like realistically we're, we're all abuse burden right like we, we can only take so much yeah and then once people get broken like it happens like when yeah. you're young like not everyone lives in it like a great house like a happy home any of that like people get broken and they get broken pretty easily especially when you're young yeah. You just, you don't have the more same... More dependent. Mm-hmm. Especially on your parents. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the people you're supposed to be able to rely on the most. Like, you know, and if those people betray your trust, it just, it messes you up for, like, the rest of your life. Like, it's, yeah. it's there. Like, you, not that you're broken forever, but a lot of people stay broken. Like, you know, yeah. like, you have the choice of staying broken or picking up the pieces and becoming a little stronger. Yeah. You know, forge yourself in steel. 100%. And it also, it has to do with, like, also how old you are could determine, like, how difficult it is to kind of break out of that, that conditioning. Uh, because I think it's from the time you're born, seven years, the first seven years of your life, your brain is operating at a frequency lower than consciousness. So that's where all your main programming comes in. So that's why it's, like, the environment that you're in, your parents, your school, mm-hmm. that's where all your programming comes in so ultimately that's not like definitive like this is who you're going to be but that's a huge part of who you will become if you don't make like a conscious decision and you're not aware enough to change it if you want to change it so like there's people that they grown up like first seven years of life they'll hear that they're amazing that they're great they work hard they can do great things and they go and do great things but then there's people that their parents because for whatever reason they live the type of life that they live they instill limiting beliefs into them. People that they think that they're supposed to look up to, they think that are supposed to be right with everything because you don't know when you're young. Mm-hmm. They put on these limiting beliefs. Ah, you know what? You know, don't become a doctor. Like, why would you, why would you go do that? Like, just go 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 be a lawyer instead or just go be an accountant. Do a, do a trade. But like, but if this person, like, from a young age showed, like, a passion for, like, medicine and, like, wanted to help people and... But they're getting put that like limiting belief that they're not good enough to do something. Yeah, that's a huge subconscious program that they're gonna live a large portion of their life until they get to the root of that later on. Uh, honestly, you brought up a good point because too much negative is obviously bad, but too much positive can be bad. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, because like what you're doing is like you're artificially like increasing their ego mm-hmm. and like b- building a confidence that has no right to be there, yep. and then you build people that are just entitled. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, they're entitled. And then when life actually does hit them, like you were saying, then that's where they get the victim mentality from. Woe is me, why is this happening to me? Like, why me, why me? Instead of like, what can I do differently? How can I grow 
in this. One of the craziest things that I've heard this decade is affluenza. Have you heard of that? It's a sickness. No, there's oh. influenza, oh. right? Well, it is. It is, but okay. it, I don't really acknowledge it. It's okay. There's influenza, you know, like the flu, right? Affluenza. Okay. It's an actual thing. It's not a pun. You know, it's affluence. It's people that have too much money, like they grow up with too much money oh. to the point where they don't understand empathy and they're not able to, like, understand their environment and stuff. There was a some kid in, like, Texas who just, like, he killed, like, three people with his car. Like, he oh he should have gone to jail for, yeah. you know, manslaughter or, you know, some combination. No. He instead, like, he may have gone to jail. But, like, he got he got diagnosed by, like, the therapist of the court uh-huh. with having affluenza. And he, uh, he kind of he like got off easier than he should have for what he did. Really? And it, it's, like, increasingly common. You know, and it's strange. Like sometimes I watch like Doctor Phil. It's my one of my guilty pleasures, <laughs> and I just see these kids come on that are so damaged, or like they just have like their hands around their parents' throats. Like they have complete control of their parents. Yeah, oh, I hate seeing that. Mm-hmm. And like like this one kid had his mom working a second job so he can have an allowance of a thousand dollars a month. Oh my god! <laughs> and this other girl. She had an allowance of like two or three thousand dollars a month, and her parent wanted to cut her her allowance down. And like she kept like on the show, kept showing off like a, you know the Mercedes Jeep. Yeah. Like that car is super expensive. It's like it's like a hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah. She kept saying that she wanted this car, and she kept like she literally just kept pressuring her mom to buy it, and her mom was just kidding. You know. No, that's that's ridiculous. I know it, it. It's it's so that's sad. An actual thing, like affluenza. Yeah. I swear, I swear. I don't want to start hearing about that now after you told. It me. really, it really bothers me because like parents are so critical to like a child's upbringing, and if like I just think some people just don't have the right to be parents. Like they just shouldn't be. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be so like lax about bringing in a, a whole another life into the world. Like, mm-hmm. like I've known people now. Like I'm I'm going to be 25 this year. I'm married. Do I feel even remotely ready to be a father? <laughs> no. Like, like as soon as I meet someone from like the generation older, they're always like, "Could have kids soon." I'm like, "What? What Just about my environment yeah. <laughs> makes you think that I want to have kids it's right not now?" A checklist. Yeah, it's like. Just because you're married doesn't mean you have to have kids. I'm like, we we want to build ourselves up first and explore. And, and honestly, I think you should be like financially set before you consider having a. Kid. Hell yeah! Like, what is it from like birth to eighteen? Isn't it like a quarter of a million dollars? So I, I know what you're talking about. I th- I think you're right. Is yeah, that it? yeah. I think that I think like, you might be right. Nice. Not even including college. Yeah, forget it. Yeah, college. You <laughs> tack on another like three hundred k to that. Uh, <laughs> Like, like that's it, crazy. They're, as bad as it is, like they're a money pit, man. Yeah. And if you're not ready to like, if you're not raising smart ones. Yeah. Raise <laughs> Those college bills are gonna be expensive. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's like you have to be financially ready, and also like you have to be like mentally, emotionally ready, and have a good support system to instill the right values in them. Yeah. And it's like, but for today's world, like I read something, and it was just like another like little headline or quote or whatever. It's like you can't listen to your parents or their parents on how to raise your kid. Because they raised you in a world that no longer exists. That that's that's really good insight. Yeah, and I was like, wow, I've never heard of that before, but that's so true. And you see, like all these like newer parents, where it's like they don't know any better. Obviously, like yeah. you don't. It's your first kid, so who are you gonna you're gonna ask mom and dad? And it's like, but one, do they share the same values that you and your partner have? And two, it's like, 
have they updated with how the world is changing? Oh, Most my- likely, no. <laughs> As Vinny, my wife, and I are so different. <laughs> like we're both like super rebellious. Like I, I don't, I don't care what my parents said at all. Like they, they definitely gave me good values. My mom gave me good values, mm-hmm. but like she, it's not necessarily my values. And I don't yeah. want to, you know, teach her values. I want to teach my values to my yeah. kid, and I want to teach as Vinny's values to to our kid. Like you know, like it just doesn't make sense. Like her, like my mom's a Catholic. Her mom's a Buddhist. Like are we gonna raise our kids like that? No. Like, like, atheists. yeah, like, totally go against what your values it, it, and beliefs exactly. Are. Like, I, I won't say for his video that she's an atheist, she's more like agnostic, okay. uh, but like, we're both, we're like, we're more like, I like to look at ourselves as more like philosophers. Like, mm-hmm. we, we can appreciate the different okay. philosophies of religion, like, there's definitely good value in it. I think, I think iron sharpens iron is from the, the Bible, Bible. Yeah. and like, I love that quote. There's a lot of good wisdom in the Bible, yeah, for like, sure. People give it as a religion, mm-hmm. a bad. Bad, bad vibe, bad, bad name. Yeah. yeah, like to me, it's like or they just force it down your throat, like a whole. Uh, it's it's it's. I really hate that. Like that's Bugs that's me. the number one way to turn me off. It's like I'm very receptive of everyone's beliefs and values, and I'm respected. I'm, I'm I respect them. Yeah, but like, don't force it down my throat, because like I I won't respond well to it. Yeah, you're gonna annoy me, and like it, it's and not gonna turning, get anything. Like, if, like for instance, I'm a Christian, right? Yeah, I believe like. That is the way. Mm-hmm. But if I'm forcing it down someone's throat who does not want to accept that message, what, I'm just hurting them, and then they'll never accept it. Yeah. Like, I'm doing what I believe in. I'm doing it injustice. I'm probably risking a friendship. Oh, and 100%. Like, I'm totally, like, invading someone's space. Yeah. Like, like it's not cool. It, it's, it's, it's really... It's just not fair to your friends. And it's not fair... It's not fair to to anyone at all to, to be like that because there's insight from every religion like I'm not Buddhist as Vinny's family is Buddhist and like we'll go to the temple and we'll, we'll meditate with them we'll, we'll serve the monks like mm-hmm. it's nice I had a friend that was a Pentecostal Christian and I used to go to her like youth group nights and stuff and just like spend time there and like it, it, it just they're doesn't wild. matter hmm? I'm wild Some, the youth, they're like speaking tongues do they? yeah you know what? I actually, went to a Pentecostal church one time, and like eyes went behind their head, and they just started speaking in tongues. I was like, "Where am I?" I did. I did notice that once actually, because I I went to a thing. She, I'm not, I'm not friends with this person anymore, <laughs> because uh, the friendship just went south. But like she, uh, she kind of tricked me into going to this event, <laughs> and then she put me on the spot. Like uh, I was there with a few of my friends and we were just going to be supportive right because right. it was like a christian performance night okay. right at the church so like i went to um to just be supportive yeah she she was doing a dance on the stage she was dancing to skillet <laughs> christian rock band <laughs> whispers in the dark and interpretive dance and it was it was hard to watch i can't imagine doing it like i, I know skillet like i've listened to like a few other songs like just like yeah. the popular ones that yeah i know is can't imagine someone doing an interpretive dance. It, it was weird, and then I'm in the aisle, and there's a lady in front of me, and she was like way too into it. It wow. was like, it's like, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, yeah. take me, like you know, like but during I, a skillet song. I swear to God, and I swear to God, ironic, but <laughs> like I swear, I swear that that That's really so happened. And then after the song, I got really uncomfortable because the pastor knew me, mm-hmm. and he he just like cuts everything off in the room, and he goes. I know we have some people in the crowd no. that don't believe no in God, way. but God will accept you. Jesus will accept you. He's like, come, come forward now. 
come forward now and accept Jesus into your life. It's okay. Did you say your name? He looked right at me. He, it was me because oh. he knew I didn't believe. And then it was everyone else looking at you. No, I, I don't think everyone else was, but I think my friend was and like the girl I was with at the time. See, like the girl I was with at the time, like she hated this. Like she, like I'm patient. Like I didn't respond in, in a like explosive way. Yeah. She was getting like angry. Heated. Yeah, heated. That's a good that's, way to say. That's a weird environment. It's super like, uncomfortable. It's like that's, what? That's just weird, man. Like um, the church I go to is, it's not like it's it's in a movie theater. Yeah. Like it's totally not traditional. They'll bring like any religion, whatever, and they like, they'll just like teach the lessons in the Bible and, like, make it relate to life. And the guy's, like, super cool. Like, he wore ripped jeans and a hoodie. He's not, like, in a suit and tie, like, so cookie cutter. And it's just, like, it's more relatable, but it's more, like, authentic and, like, more uh, welcoming. Even the Buddhist... I I enjoy the Buddhist environment because everyone's, like, pretty chill. But, like, at the same time, like, some people are... Like, there's always, like, that holier-than-thou person there. Like, like, so his Vinny's family, they don't eat pork or beef, Mm -hmm. but they eat all other animal right mm-hmm. then there's some buddhists that don't eat any meat at all there's some eat some that just eat beef and no pork and some that eat no chicken like i swear to you like and i'm like oh i thought it was just like a straight line thing that like all all this like pork and beef is a is a solid no oh, but okay. it's just not like there's just so many different interpretations of the same thing yeah but like one of the things that i really liked from buddhism was um Kalama Sutra, not the Karma Sutra, <laughs> but the Kalama oh, Sutra, and it's basically along the lines of like just don't don't accept things as they are just because someone told you. Like okay. you know, it's like question all beliefs, question like all negative things in your life. Like, and I'm like, I like that. The philosophy is where the value is. Yeah, it's just once like the religious fervor gets in there and we start using it as justification to kill people and stuff and that's just like radical yeah like interpreting things the wrong was there in all there. religions yeah but also in all religions it's the golden rule do unto others as you want them to yourself yeah which is like that's what you should be like listening to not the other like radical like stuff that you're interpreting weird which just you know underlines the point like there's nothing wrong with religion it's just like i just don't want to be associated with it and yeah. like i don't believe in like god but like i can definitely appreciate like the values like yeah. uh, associated with it like my best friends are christian like you know like but i appreciate the value yeah the values the principles the community like yeah. like it's a lot it's a lot of good to it so like speaking of like values and stuff like what what do you think is like the best advice you've ever been given best advice i've ever been given um so when i dropped out of college i was like super lost super just like I just wanted guidance I was like all over the place because we're always taught like go to school get careers da, 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 and like this very linear path and I went to see a high school teacher of mine go figure um, and she told me that you don't have to go to college which I knew already but it was nice to get a confirmation and her advice came just more in the form of like a conversation and like questioning and she asked me was like well forget career path like what do you want to do like with your life like what are some things that you want your life to look like? What do you want to have? And she started getting me to think of like how I really want to live my life. And that was like, no one ever spoke to me that way. No one got me to think that way. And I think that was like the best piece of advice or at least one of the best pieces of advice I've gotten like so far. Because usually, like I was telling you this, like when you're 18, you're just a bag of testosterone or a bag of estrogen. Yeah. You have no idea what you want to quote do for the rest of your life, 40, 50, 60 years. Right. But if you start thinking or like 
getting students and like younger kids to start getting on the path, like the thought path of how do I want to live? Like what do I really want my life to look like? And be as specific as you can, right? And then you just work backwards. Then this the real question doesn't come, what do I want to do? It's like, okay, what do I need to do in order to get the life that I want? What type of work do I need to get the outcome that I'm looking for out of my life? Mm-hmm. And when I started thinking that way, like it just like changed my whole perspective in life. And then you really do look at the world like a lot differently. And then you start to think of like your time as an investment. And it's like, what am I really doing with my time? Like, forget money. Money is just a byproduct of like value that you bring to the world. But it's like, where am I putting my time? Is it a good investment or is it not getting me towards the life that I want to live? So how do you invest your time? Self-development. That, that has been like my biggest, biggest thing. Not just reading and like podcasts, uh, listening to podcasts and uh, like just different people and like networking, but like applying it. Like you have to apply what you learn. Like if you read a book about people skills, go talk to people and apply what yeah. you read. See if like your people skills like improve and they will if you apply it. Um, but yeah, that's that's been like the biggest investment of my time. And so it's like also like I don't care about like jumping around job to job to job to job because... It gets me a thing. It's like everything's gonna be okay. Like everything is gonna be okay. However, things are supposed to happen will happen. I just have to do my part and do the work. And I remember hearing um, your financial success and whatever you do, whether it's a business, whether it's a job, career, will never um, surpass your personal success. Yeah. So the more you grow personally, the more you're allowing yourself to grow financially. Right. And most people, they're just thinking of like money. How do I make more money? How do I make more money? How do I, he's like, no, how do I get myself better so that I can contribute better to the world so that more money comes to me? I, I so agree with that. And like, like it's Vinny, it's Vinny and I like talk about money a lot, obviously, because we're married. And you have like, to, like, it has to be part of like conversation. Like, you know, finances. and like, she's like, hmm, you know, more money. Like, how do I make more? Should I do this? Should I do that? And I tell her, I'm like, I would make way less money to be in your situation. Like, just so like you can... Because my, my wife is, she has an awesome job. She works as a director in like a tech startup company. Like they make, they facilitate like app making for like different like clients and stuff just to help them like promote their businesses. Like they're working with like Wawa at one point. Really? Yeah, pretty cool stuff. And like it's when he's there, like literally like presenting like to boards of execs. She's always like so humble with it for no reason. Like people ask her, what do you do? She's like, oh, I work at a tech. Like, like you're a director at a tech startup. Like that's, that's what you tell people. <laughs> But, like, she, it's so awesome because, like, since they're a tech company, like, they're so liberal about um, you being able to work from home. That's awesome. She works from home pretty much every day of the week. That's, I wish. Unlimited vacation, basically. Like, we went to California a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Just left. I took a break in between my two contracts. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool, gonna go travel, going to California, peace. Like, you know. She's just able to do it because she works from home. Yeah. Like, that's, see, like, that's awesome. But people, like, that's a job. And there's nothing wrong with a job. Certain jobs just restrict you time and money-wise. Oh. But, like, what your wife does, like, I wish. Like, that's incredible. Being able to, like, that's so much more flexibility. It just makes sense, right? That's like, in, in this generation, it's yeah. like, well, like, if you're hiring me, trust me to work from home and get my job done. Like, if I don't, fire me. Like, yeah. you know? Like, I hear a lot more of it, not through experience, just, like, you know, through Grapevine, through the internet, through, like, the bigger companies where they're, like, it really doesn't matter... Like, if you're in the office or you don't have to be here eight hours a day, just do the work 
that I tell you to do, and if you get it done, good. Dude, I, I fantasize about it all the time. I'm like, if That's I owned my own... Me. Yeah, if, if I owned my own company, like, my number one uh, priority would be taking care of my employees. You have to. Like, I want to... Yeah, like, you want to protect... Yeah, he, he does. Like, you want to protect, like, your employees' mental health. Like, you want to protect, like, their actual health of getting them a good <laughs> medical plan. And, like, yeah. you know, you want to give them room for growth and advancement and just make them, like, happy in the environment because... Shocker! Excited about working there. And yeah, feel welcome. Who who do you think is gonna be more productive? The guy that hates his job and <laughs> just takes twenty bathroom breaks a day to like hide, or just like the the guy who's like, wow, like oh my friends are here, like you know, in the office and like. I've been both of those people, and I could tell you the guy who's more excited and is a better environment, they will one hundred percent work better. Yeah, they I, bring better results. I love my new job. Like it, it's. Do I want to do for the rest of my life? No. Like, do I want to do it right now? Definitely. Yeah. Like, I, I'm getting a lot of value out of it. Yeah, like, the people I work with, for once, are the nicest people I've ever worked with, honestly. Like, the team I ever have is super nice, and then the team in the office I work in. Shout like, out to Robert Yeah, man, they're real ones. Yeah, yeah, honestly, they're, they're really, really good. But, like, they, um, like, the team that I work with just at my job on the day-to-day, it's like, they're super friendly, chill people. And then, like, something else that sucks in the office is, like, when you have, like, a hover boss, you know? He's just, like, constantly over your shoulder. What are you working on? <laughs> like, hey, fuck off. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, just give me the work. Let me go. But as Vinny has the ideal situation. She's home. She gets to hang out with our dog and our cat all day. As long as she gets the work done, it's awesome. My yeah. friend does something like that. She's My friend Haley, who I met through Shaper, go figure. Uh-huh. Uh, she's... I don't know exactly her title, but she's like some corporate level through Victoria's Secret, and they let her do it wherever. So she's she met up with me um, just to like get pizza and coffee, and she was saying like she do that stuff. She does that stuff all the time because yeah, she's like all right after this I'm probably just gonna go to work. I'm like oh where do you work? It's like ah, I work from home. This is like I work Victoria's Secret, but they trust me. It's like just get the work done. That's it. Like, you just get the work done. She gets paid, like, super well, yeah. too. And they'll let her travel. Like, the go travel, do your thing. Like, just get your work done. What, like, it just makes sense. One of my friends came over recently, and she's going to be a guest on the podcast eventually. She, at her job, she gets fucking seven weeks of vacation. Seven weeks. We're two years out of college, man. Like, like they don't... Yeah, Right in France, like they call it holiday. They don't call it vacation. Yeah. They, like you're going on holiday, like you know, for a month. <laughs> you have a minimum month, and then I think that's also a thirty hour work week. Wow. But like, they're they're trying it in a few places. I, I think like Google tried it somewhere recently. Google I hear is always like trying to do something different. They they they're give always known for like a different like work environment. Hundred percent. They they give their employees I think like an hour of free time every day. Cool. Yeah, I forget what I forget they call it. It's like mastermind time or something. Like, like outside of their lunch break. Just yeah, just like oh. to just explore ideas. Cool. Oh, it's so it's so satisfying because by the Smart time you get home, though. by the time you get home, what? You're burnt out. You're burnt out. You're <laughs> shot. You're running on fumes. Whereas midday, that's your prime time energy. That's the yeah. best. That's the best that you're bringing to the table. Yeah, that's so true. Damn, go Google. Yeah. I, I I love these like future forward companies and stuff. Yeah, but, well they're not trying to do things like so uh, conservative. Like we're in a whole different age. Like this is an information age. So many things can be done. You could run any type of business from the internet. 
So if you don't want your employees to think of starting their own business and needing you, like give them a good work environment, make them feel welcome, make them feel appreciated, and just like be modern. Like honestly, I would even care. Like if I had a company and my employees left, I'd be like, thank you, thank you for your time. I'm glad like you were able to build this for yourself. Yeah. And like good luck. Yes. Like you know like because like. We were saying before, people can be replaced, you know, but the relationships matter. You got to preserve the relationships with people and, like, Mm -hmm. preserve the brand of the company. Like, do you want to be known as, like, a hellhole and, like, see, like, one star on Glassdoor and Indeed? Like, I don't want to be that kind of leader. Like, you know? Like, you you have to set, like, that's how... So, like, all right. So, like, that's one of the visions that I have for myself. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I imagine myself and Ismini just, like, leading a company and, like, just... Impacting the world in a positive way, yeah, right? So, like, for you, like, what are some of your goals for 2020? Mm-hmm. And, like, what's your, like, end-of-the-line vision? Oh, my God. It's 2021st. Biggest goal, um, definitely priority, is I signed up for a 50K with my man, Ron. Mm-hmm. And then, which inspired you to also sign up for it, too. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, because of the, you know, the 50K, and we're the only country that doesn't go by that metric, <laughs> um, it's 31 miles so yeah. about I think 5 more miles than the marathon mm-hmm. um, you were saying it's an ultra marathon the lowest of the ultra marathons it is but an ultra marathon nonetheless so I have 10 months October 25th to come to complete it and I signed up to do it in uh, 4 hours or less so my goal is to run 31 miles in under 4 hours that's like an 8 minute pace I think yeah, really, it's not not difficult when you break it down that way. Like, if you look at 31 miles as, like, this, it's huge. Like, that is a lot. Like, I can't physically imagine running 31 miles. But I can imagine running a mile in eight minutes. Yeah. 31 times. Yeah. Like, when you break it down and, like, look at it from a different angle, a different perspective, it's really not as difficult as, like, someone would make it seem. Honestly, like, it, it was so like awesome that i saw that you're doing it because it, it immediately captured my interest and inspired me because awesome. i've been kind of like searching for for this thing too i wanted to run a marathon this year and then i'm a huge fan of david goggins and i've read his book yeah. and he runs ultras yes. so it's crazy <laughs> like he so like a 50k is like is an ultra marathon because it's more than a marathon right to him it's just like that's like a warm-up yeah it's his warm-up like david goggins has run like 172 mile races and stuff like crazy crazy stuff superhuman level just and it's just it's it's literally at that point it's it's superhuman level of mental fortitude and endurance work ethic yeah just literally what are you what are you relying on at that point he said he talks about this thing called the cookie jar Mm -hmm. so he's like it's like when you're running a 172 mile race, motivation means shit to you. Like, like that's that's great for the first 30 miles of the race. Yeah. And he's like, but at, when you're when you're a mile 142 and you're like the end is nowhere near in sight, he's like, what you have to do is like you have to take something out of the cookie jar. Like you have to take like some like cookie of darkness <laughs> from your from your life. That like just like this this memory. It's like it's like. When I was in the seventh grade, my teacher told me that I'd be a failure. And then, like, you know, like, you just, oh, ah, good. Yeah, good to keep going a little further. <laughs> and, like, I love that. Like, I love that mindset. And I love that you're doing this because, like, I, I've i been searching for it, but I haven't executed. And, mm-hmm. like, now that you found it, I found, A, another person that's willing to, like, do this kind of stuff. It's always, like, not, I mean, better, but 
it's more exciting, more fun, and it's more welcoming when you know someone else who's doing something that you want to do. Hell yeah. Like, it, it, it's crazy too because it like, the, the race is a little pricey, right? So it's like 200 yeah, and then 200 it's... 200 plus whatever else you want to add to it. And then it's like 250 if you want like the photos and videos. So I was like, oh man. And then like I've been doing all this research about the, the shoes because they, they say like the shoes you run in are like super important. I've been researching like the Boston Marathon runners, New York City Marathon runners, like who won and like what kind of shoes they wore. Seriously. It was like, like a new Nike shoe that was like banned from like... The Vaporfly, I think. Yeah, right? Yeah, like... Th- but like, isn't it crazy? Like a shoe can affect your performance so much that it could be banned? Like, that's, that's silly. But like, because it gives the world them- that we live in, like, we have so much technology to put into a shoe to make you perform that much better that it gets banned from yeah. a high-level race. So, like, it makes sense, but at the same time, it's like, hmm, they're professionals versus civilians. Like, yeah. you know, the pros are all going to be wearing this. Sure, civilians are going to be wearing it. Yeah, like, it's just like, different. I'm not going to tie, you know, a pair of Nikes on my feet and then all of a sudden be seen bold. Yeah, right. Like, I still have to, like, train and put in the effort. Yeah, and, like... You know, like, to me, like, I'm, I am I get really into, like, the nitty-gritty with stuff like that, especially before I make a big purchase, and, like, I'm, I'm just, I have to know. Like, am I getting the best oh, I'm option? The exact opposite. <laughs> like, there are times where I just look at something like, this is amazing, click, bye. Oh, like, dude, no. Yeah, I used to be really bad, dude. Like, when I was in high school, I was an impulse buyer. I bought a, um, oh, what is it? Uh, I don't know. Japanese sword. I'm just katana? To... Yeah, I bought a katana um, off the internet because I wanted to play Fruit Ninja in real life. That's that's hysterical. Totally worth it. Yeah. Amazing. I recommend it. I, but... I have a katana too. Yeah. My, my boys got it for me for <laughs> uh, my uh, my wedding gift. So it's funny, like we all play like Super Smash Brothers together. Yeah. And like and Soul Calibur. So like when they came over like the night they're playing, like I just kept playing the samurai and I sat with my sword like across my lap. <laughs> If I lost, I drew it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, oh it's like, what was that? My emotion did But like, uh, oh my god! Like, impulse buy. I'm an impulse saver. Like, I yeah, yeah. every uh, oh penny on the ground, savings account. <laughs> you know, like I wish I was always like that. Now I'm like, I'm good. Like, it takes a lot for me to like impulse buy now. Like, I'll get to the point where it's like, put in your credit card information, and then I'll x everything out. It's like. All right, I got my high out of it for now. Like, I'm good. Yeah, I've, like, I've done that so many times. Yeah, it's like, ah, all right, I don't need to buy it. But the buildup was enough. As Vinny cracks me up because, like, I'm the risk-averse one, but she's so much more willing to take, like, a leap of faith or just, like, spend money on stuff. Like, and, like, not that she's wrong to or anything. It's yeah. just, it's just, we're just fundamentally different. Yeah. So, like, all of Friday, I'm sitting there and I'm looking. I'm like, all right, like, 250 for the raise. I want these fucking <laughs> Nikes. They're sick. And, like, they're going to help. And I'm like, that's 130. And I'm like, all right. So, I'm looking at, like, 380. I was like, fuck. I'm like, I'm like, I could do it. But, like, should I do it? You know? And then I come home, and it's when he's like, yeah, I couldn't get the keyboard and my Bluetooth mouse, mouse to work, so I went to the Apple store, and I bought the Apple brands of each, and spent, like, $200, like, on a whim. I'm like, so I'm like, I would never do that. Like, I'd be on YouTube trying to figure out this stuff. But then I got, like, it was so weird, because I feel like I just got, like, a push, like, mm-hmm. forward to do that. So, like, total cost, like, 380 right? Yeah. So, that same day, when I was looking at the prices, trying to figure everything out, I got a bonus for my job because like I did something, and that that was like three fifty. Mm-hmm. And then I got <laughs> then I got a I have Rakuten, which you guys if you don't know what that is like DM me on Instagram and I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. Like if you buy shit on Amazon, Grubhub, Postmates, like anything like that, yeah, like nice. you get cash back. 
So I looked at my Rakuten. I have like 50 bucks in there. I was like, woo! <laughs> so that's 400 bucks. Oh, race, nice. race is paid for and I'm going to buy myself like a new shirt. <laughs> you know, like... I love that. But it's crazy. Yeah. And it's like what you said, how it like it inspired you to do it. Like that was the whole reason of like, I easily could have just like done it and not talked about it at all. One, I talked about it because now like my back's against the wall. Like if I don't do it, one, I paid like over $200 for it. Like I'll be out 200 bucks. Yeah. But also... Like, so many people know, so many people started saying congratulations, which, like, off to the side for a second, that I, I understand, like, it's a nice thing. Oh, congratulations, good for you for doing, like, signing up for it, but it's like, no work was done yet. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, I, it didn't click, and I was telling my friend Ron, he was like, maybe they're congratulating you for taking such a big step. I was like, no, I know that's why they're doing it, but, like, they shouldn't. Yeah. Like, so I'm sorry, I really appreciate all the congratulations and the kind words, keep them coming. But, like, you're going to have to think of a different word after I complete the race. Because it doesn't make sense. Like, you, you shouldn't congratulate someone until they have done it. the effort and, like, made the attempt and, like, done it. Exactly. Um, the second reason, so off that tangent, was I wanted, like, to inspire people to do something different. And I made the caption. It's like, like, everyone wants to live an inspiring life. Like, we see all these, like, influencers on Instagram, celebrities with their platforms for change... Uh, big CEOs like Tesla, uh, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and like motivational and inspirational speakers. Like, we all want to be able to do that. But and I was thinking, like, you can't do any of that unless you've done shit that challenges people's like limiting beliefs and gets them out of their comfort zone and you out of yours. Like, I was like, I can't live an inspiring life if I haven't done anything that's inspiring. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I haven't ran since like, last summer, and I haven't, like, really run since high school wrestling. So there's that one. I don't go to the gym. I've never run, like, a big race like this. And if I saw someone who was like that and they just ran 31 miles, that would inspire the hell out of me to, like, well, if he could do it, I could do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you want to be able to do that stuff. So I was like, all right, do it. Like, just do it. You already know your friend is doing it. You have someone who's going to, like, you could hold... Uh, someone who could hold you accountable, do it, dude. And, and like that—that's just so awesome to me. Like honestly, like I, I understand your your mindset. It's just that's the burden of being a self-critical person. Yeah. Like you take the time to reflect, and you're like, I haven't earned it yet. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you really have taken a pretty tremendous step forward. Because most people would not have signed up for it. Literally, exactly that. Yeah. Like people are more of like the they're more likely to think about doing something than actually do it. Yeah. So like, as soon as I saw you doing it, I was like, I'm not gonna be that person that thinks about doing this anymore, and yeah, I'm gonna do it. Into it. All those thoughts I just explained was after I had already signed up. I, I, after I saw, like, I still saw, like, I can see the picture in my mind of, of like your your post of you signing up. As soon as I saw that, I was like, doing this. Like, there's no way that I'm not doing this. I'm like, I've also been feeling like 100 times better lately, and I'm just like, my energy is pumped. Yeah. Now I'm just ready. I'm ready for this. It's sick too because it's uh. It's a Marine Corps. Yeah, so it's it's through the Marine Corps, um, which is also cool because like we're doing, uh, we can't do it yet. So uh, we partnered with a company that raises money for charity with uh, military, veterans, police, fire department, that kind of um, sector area. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't gotten the okay because they haven't launched until July, but it's cool because we're using this almost as a platform to raise money for that charity. And since it's like a Marine Corps race, it makes sense to donate to the Marine to Corps. The Marine Corps. Yeah. And it's really cool. It's like 
one, we're doing something that's inspiring, running 31 miles, but we're also trying to like spread awareness in that way to raise money for a good cause, too. So it's like two birds in one stone. That's pretty cool. I haven't done that. I should look into something like that. Yeah. No, but like it, it's, it's really sick just because... You're just not afraid. Like, like all the hesitation goes out. Because, like, how often in life do do people, like, procrastinate mm. on the things that they actually want to do? A like, lot. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm a huge... I'm a procrastinator by nature. And it's not that, like, I'm not afraid. It's more of I know I'm afraid. But if I... You have to do the things that you're afraid to do. Like, that's that's where the growth is right Mm -hmm. if if you're like if you're always backing down from the things that like scare you you're just gonna stay where you are you're gonna stay complacent you're not gonna grow and you need to grow you need to progress in life happiness is found in progression and you need to do things that you know scare you in order to progress so if you're not facing your fears like you're not progressing if you're not progressing you're not gonna find happiness and fulfillment so yeah, the 31 miles scares the shit out of me. <laughs> like, I'm just imagining, like, my legs completely giving out. and But I know it's not going to happen because I'm going... I have 10 months to train for it. Like, a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah, yeah. You you were really smart about it because a lot of people set, like, ridiculous goals. They'd be like, I'm going to run the 100K, like, tomorrow. Like, you know, like, because I'm just going to try. Like, 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 David Goggins, like... Even he did that, right? Yeah. Like a week of preparation, <laughs> yeah. like not even really prep. He just went he just and he did, did a he did a hundred mile race. He almost fucking died. Yeah, and like, Any, I believe anyone else would have died. Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> everyone else would have stopped. Honestly, yeah. but like he almost died, and like that's the thing though. It's like right now, like is the time for research and understanding. Like you have to understand the tasks that you're doing yeah. and like make sure you're prepared. Like you're just getting in the right like one like mental state. But also, like, developing the right habits for it. Like, make sure you're starting slow. Like, you're training every day, every week. You're, like, you're building up to it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just... It, it wasn't like you said, oh, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it in the month. No, it's like, it's 10 months from now. That's more than enough time to, like, get proper guidance and training for it to, like, do it in four hours or less. Yeah. No, 100%. So one, one of the last questions I, I want to ask you is what's the ethos that you live your life by because we've talked about this and i like your answer yeah um so a big uh you use the word ethos i really didn't know what ethos meant until (sighs) you like started using it um but i go by the saying like be the light and what that means to me is like there's so much darkness in the world like you have the media like coronavirus this that like, (laughs) like people are like scared like there's dark shit everywhere but you just need to be the light to someone's darkness. That's all people really need. Like, people go through some tough times. You may go through some tough times. I've gone through some tough times. And sometimes, like, you just... Sometimes you just need, like, that spark. And if you could be that spark for someone else's life, like, that's so important. Like, you could be saving someone from, like, suicide or just getting someone out of a funk or just being a friend, just smiling saying hello, giving someone a compliment. Whatever being the light means to you in a positive way, like, do it. Share, like, for me, it's confidence. Like, be confident and share that confidence to draw out the confidence in others. And when you do that, one, you're going to feel so much better, but you're helping others be, like, better. Better with their lives. They're going to live better. They're going to feel better. And then what happens? They go on and share it. Because you know the saying, hurt people hurt people? I actually don't. 
Oh, well, there you go. Now you know. Like, hurt people hurt people. That's it. So, like, if someone's being negative towards you, they're, you know, they're, they're hurting you physically, mentally, verbally. Like, they're just hurting. That's all it is. Yeah. So, if you could be the light to someone to show them, hey, you don't have to hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. Be the light. Draw the light out of them so that they can go shine with the world. You're just making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. That's really it. I th- so, how, how long did it take you to, like, kind of piece that that way of living, like, together. That took... It took a while. Like, it wasn't just, like, a specific day. It was more... Like, I just started reflecting on, like, you know, who I am, like, what I've grown... Like, who I've grown into. Um, and really, like... What is it? Like, Steve Jobs said, you can't connect the dots moving forward. Only when you're looking back, you can see the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And I, I started thinking about that. I was like, hmm. Like... Who am I? Why am I the way that I am? What am I really searching for? And then at first, it led to purpose. And then it led to what I told you about, like, how most people are just drifting when they're yeah. drifting and loving their purpose. And then it led to, like, I believe every single person wants the same three things out of life. Everyone wants freedom, love, and purpose. They want the freedom, both economically and time. People want the time and money to be able to do what they want, when they want, with whoever they want. Mm-hmm. No restrictions. We're not taught how to do that, so we often just settle for a job that we think is going to bring us closest to that, and there's nothing wrong with a job, but it just restricts you in time and money. That's it. Yep. That's it. Um, love, we're born to love. <laughs> like, that's human nature. We want to genuinely give and receive love from people, whether it's family, friends, coworkers, strangers, the guy you just ran into at, at, at the bar. Like, you just, we want to really genuinely be able to give and receive love. And the third is purpose. We all have, like, this desire or yearning to know why we're on this earth. And it's not something you have to quote, like, oh, go find your purpose. It's given to you. Like, it's given to you at birth. You are here for a specific reason, and you have to, you have to, like, dig it up. You don't have to go find it. It's in you. But you have to stop listening to all, like, the voices in your ear and, like, listen to yourself for once and like really like go back to your roots because your purpose is with like in your roots and like after I got to that point then I started thinking about you know okay why am I here and which led me to like a whole like I don't know maybe like years and years of self-reflection and pretty much like I'm here to be the light like I'm here to not only be the light but to draw the light out of others so that they can go shine with the world and for me like I said, that's confidence, right? Because that was something I struggled with. And then when I got more into like self-education, personal development, personal growth, my confidence grew. And I realized like how much my life changed, how much better I felt. I'm like, wow, I want to give that to other people. But I want to cut the learning curve so they don't have to do it on their own. They, like, if you can help someone cut their learning curve to just make their life better, like what is better than that? Mm-hmm. Especially with something as like confidence, that's so huge in your life. If you're confident, you can do a lot more things easier. You could have a better relationship. You could have a better career, better family, better social life, better goals, ambitions, aspirations, all because of confidence. That's it. And if you can draw the confidence out of people, and then they can go confidently into the world, like that's amazing. Mm-hmm. No, that. That that's really awesome when I look at life. Like freedom, love, purpose. I I can't honestly think of a better way to, to summarize it. It's just 
you know, we're all out here trying to like serve and fill this existential need for more and no one knows. No one knows how to do it. So being the light, I, I really like that. You. you know, it, it's it's inspiring and it's easy to relate to. It's it's just basically kind of like taking the higher road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're at a pretty good point <laughs> to start like wrapping up the podcast. So I just wanted to ask you, do you have anything you want to plug? Where can people find you on social media? Um, I mean, it's just my name, Russell D'Agostino. But I said in the beginning, I don't like when people spell my name wrong. So it's two S's, two L's, D-A-G-O-S-T-I-N-O. Um, Facebook, Instagram, that's like the main thing. Primary. Yeah. No Twitter? No, no. I, I had Twitter twice. And one, I wasn't using it to like its potential. And I was way, way, way more distracted on Twitter. I, I can't do Twitter, man. I, I've tried so many like, times. Yeah, it's just... I like it. I think it's super cool. Like, Especially if you like you get a following, you like, just speak your mind. Like, short little blurbs here and there. And it's like, it's cool. But it was so much of a distraction for me. Yeah. Snapchat I have, but like I don't really, I don't use it for anything. Like Snapchat died to me. I, I just yeah. use Instagram like, stories. Instagram put the stories up. It was yeah. just like a wrap. Yeah, honestly, yeah. But again, well, thank you so much for being my first guest of thank Strength you for of the Pack. Me as your first guest, like that's an honor, man. I really <laughs> appreciate that. Like, and I told you, like, I really respect you. Like, I admire you so much just for like. You know, who you are, where you came from, but also, like, where you're continuing to go. And, like, we talked about, like, you don't just talk. Like, you actually do what you say you're going to do and you set your mind to. And the fact that you're, like, you're starting this podcast, it's awesome. Like, I know where it's going and I see the vision for it and it's going to be big. And the fact that you wanted me to be the first person, like, that's awesome. You, you. you have the right energy for it. Like, the motto, like, my whole podcast is named after a line in a poem. That I love, and it's just the strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack. Mm. The strength of the pack is the strength of the wolf. So that's what this podcast is about. It's about meeting other like-minded people that can contri- <laughs> contribute some more strength, like some more influence to the pack in order for both of us to grow. I'm learning from you. You've you've gotten value from me. You've yeah, inspired us. me to do a race. You've <laughs> and you've read my book, and like you know, we've we've connected in different ways. And that's only possible because we've sought other people like us. Mm-hmm. And from the internet. Like, yeah. Let's bring like that back for a second. Like our whole lives we're taught like don't talk to strangers. Strangers, yeah. And like especially from the internet. Now what do we do? We get in strangers' cars and Uber. Yeah. And like we meet people from the internet all the time. Yeah. And like look what it's doing. Like it's crazy. But yeah, again, good good place to wrap up. Again, thank you so much, Russell. This will be up soon. Yeah. <laughs>